Welcome to From Earning to Learning, the podcast where we talk about all things education. I'm your host, Dave Franjosen. Welcome to Episode 7 of From Earning to Learning. I'm Dave Franjosa. In the last episode, I discussed some of the challenges with rubrics and provided an alternative that uses a similar structure but has a different focus, learning progressions. To recap, learning progressions are pathways that guide students towards skill development. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Making a major shift in any endeavor takes a lot of front-loaded effort. This is no different. But when you see the results of your labor, it'll be well worth it. The best way to start developing learning progressions is to start by identifying what you value. My suggestion would be to analyze your current assessments. As you're going through this process, it's important that you don't judge or rationalize how points are given. At this time, we're just trying to determine what message are we sending to our students. After all, if you're using points, what you assign points to and how many points are assigned sends a message to students that this is what's most valuable. So do this for each different type of prompt you use in your classroom, whether it's essay, short answer, project, whatever you use, right? It's important to be as detailed as possible. Do you assign partial credit? If so, do they start at 100% and you deduct points for things that they omit or get incorrect? Do you start at zero and look to add points for things that they address or show proficiency in? It's not important how you currently grade. What is important is that you understand the message that you're sending to your students. This is what I find valuable. After you've determined how the points are assigned, reflect on whether or not this represents what you value as a teacher. Are these the outcomes that you want for your students? If the answer is yes, great. Compare your desired outcomes to those of the national and state standards and see if they're in agreement. If you find that these assessments don't support your values, this was an even better use of your time you can now make adjustments to truly reflect what you value. One of the things that I noticed as I went through this process is that I value the development of skills over the demonstration of content. I say demonstration of content because we often don't reassess to see if students retain that information. Skills, on the other hand, spiral through our curriculum and can constantly be reassessed. And I'm fully aware it's impossible to demonstrate a high level of skill without knowing content. But the converse is also true. A student can exhibit a high level of content knowledge if they don't have the skills to communicate it. This is where the learning progressions are useful. The acquisition of content knowledge is embedded in the development of each particular skill. In the last episode, I mentioned our reference words, try, explain, explicit, correct, and then complete or complex, which correspond to our developmental levels of beginning, developing, proficient, advanced, and expert. These look different for every skill. 
and we have 10 that we track in our courses during a normal year. But the thought process behind each is the same. Try. What does it look like in your class on this specific skill to give an honest effort? This is where most students will be assessed at the beginning of their journey. Explain. On top of that honest effort, are students using the content or concept-specific approaches that are reasonable based on the prompt? At this developing level, note that they don't have to correctly define or apply the correct approach, just one that's reasonable for a novice using the concepts from the unit. As we move to explicit, at this proficient level of development, students should be able to correctly and explicitly state relevant big ideas, equations, concepts, laws, but the application might be incorrect or incomplete. All right, so for correct, in order for students to reach an advanced level of proficiency, they must not only correctly state the concept they're applying, their application here must also be correct. To reach the expert level of development, students should be able to accurately address a task that requires multiple steps or concepts. Each one of these developmental levels requires students to address the previous developmental level. It creates a solid support system and pathway to skill development. Here's one of our progressions. I'll use creating explanation standard because I think that's something that most people can relate to. The beginner level states, I write an explanation that addresses the reason why I answered the question using information from this unit. So as you see, at this level, students only need to provide their thought process. It's meant to get them thinking about why they're making the choices they're making. For developing, I use relevant terminology and or state relevant big ideas in my explanation. Here, they're trying to enhance their explanation by using terminology from the unit. As they move to the proficient level, the statement that we have for that, while making an explanation, I correctly choose and overtly state relevant physics in the form of definitions, laws, mathematical models, equations, or relationships. Note, the statement of the concept must be correct, but the application doesn't have to be. For example, if a student correctly states Newton's first law, but the proper application was Newton's second law, that would be considered proficient. They know the concepts and made a reasonable error in application. As we move to the advanced level, now the concept and the application must both be correct. The language reads, I produce an accurate explanation that fully ties all the relevant physics concepts to the correct answer in a familiar situation. What is meant by familiar situation is something similar to a question or problem reviewed during class. The criteria for expert reads, I produce an accurate explanation for a complex situation. This may require the use of multiple steps and or multiple big ideas, applying previously learned material when necessary. As you can see, 
the degree of sophistication increases as we progress through the levels of development. We're providing a concrete pathway. Students know exactly what's expected at each level, and we can provide feedback as to how to attain the next level without being prescriptive. In the next episode, we'll dive into how to create the language that drives these progressions. Thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing your feedback. For more resources, visit www.reimagineschools.com or reach out to me on Twitter at David Franjosa.